guys and shy bitches, welcome back to another episode of Just a Quick Pinch. I'm your host, Connie Wang. I'm look I'm expecting you to mimic me in the Rise and Shine. I was gonna, okay. but, but you already did it. <laughs> I you just took, like, jumped straight into it. You took it, it from me. Okay. I'm back. Give me give me your best rise and shine. <laughs> rise and shine! <laughs> that sounded a little less butler than the first time you did rise. <laughs> no, that's how you are hearing it. That's not um, how the world is hearing it. They're like, that's a good Connie impression. That's they're like, oh, was that Connie twice? <laughs> I think I think so. Should we be telling people to rise and shine? I don't know. It's really for the embarrassing. Friday episode. Well, no, I think Friday is when you deserve to rise and shine. But the right. thing is, when I came up with this, I like really didn't think it was gonna be like a forever thing. I just said it once. And then the second time I recorded, yeah. I was like, I guess I'll say it again. Wait. I did it for the first two times, and then by the third time I did it, I was like, I guess this is a thing now. And then, like, ever since then, I, like, it's so ingrained in me now that I feel like someday when I'm, like, an 86-year-old, like, woman in a nursing home, and I'm, like, I don't remember how to say anything else, they'll be like, oh, like, Miss Wang or Miss Hanshaw, like, come to breakfast, and I'll be like, rise and shine, bitches, welcome back to another. Yeah. Well, you know what's funny is you've never once in your real life said rise and said shine. Said rise and shine. That's... Because you know why? You are always asleep the longest. <laughs> so you can't, people are saying rise and shine to you. Also, I, oh, you know what? I kind of hate to admit this. Rise and shine, bitches. It just seems a little chuggy. Now that I'm like saying it out loud, I'm like, this is kind of like chuggy. Yeah, like these are. It's so rise and grind. At least it's not rise and grind. Okay, but that these been listeners, bad. they're not bitches. I know. Maybe I'm sure a couple of you are. No offense. <laughs> But statistically speaking, someone has to be a bitch. Someone's a bitch. Someone has to be a bitch for us to have chief complaints for people to complain about. Let's be honest. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but most of you, very yeah, much, yeah. Nice lovely, distinguished women. women. We wanted to start off today's episode of Chief Complaints by sharing a chief complaint of our own. You guys, we've been plagued by our neighborhood. Our neighborhood association needs to do something about this because we, we are currently under attack. It's personal. Okay, so basically what's happened is, this is going to sound so dramatic, <laughs> but there is this sparrow in our neighborhood that we think that he has established a nest. It's definitely a he. He seems very aggressive. He seems mm -hmm. like his name is like Chad or something. Um, but No, it's a girl. No, I think it's a he. No, because, like, the mama is the one that's going to protect the nest. Okay, that's a fair point. Only mothers would go this Dad's far. Dad's off getting worms. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, anyways, this, this little sparrow in our neighborhood is actually a pretty meaty sparrow. She has been attacking people left and right. I wish I could tell you I was kidding, but we have both gotten, like pecked like many times while walking ellie like she'll Wait, just... you got pecked i haven't gotten pecked i've no, got I you got pecked i got like dive bombed like it just kind of like whacked into the back of my head a couple times <laughs> okay yeah no actually well i didn't feel like a sharp peck i just same vibe i just heard like a like you i just hear like <laughs> and then all and of a like, sudden ah! there's something that hits you in the back of the head so for context like today i was walking ellie and then all of a sudden like this is just how it happens you just feel this like shift in the air and then out of the corner of your eye, you just see, like, the little brown and white wings flapping. And then it's, like, the scariest thing because there's something really scary about wild nature attacking you. There really is because, like, you don't have a lot of control. And I have – I wear glasses, so I have eye protection. <laughs> no, that's So good, I'm not yeah. too worried about my eye getting poked out. But Connie needs to be able to see to – 
be able to actually uh, work as a dentist. I've genuinely had this thought when I'm walking past her nest. I have my hands shielding my eyes because I want to protect my eyes. But then I'm like, no, my hands because I need my hands to work. So I only use my left hand to shield it because I need my right hand to hold the drill. But it's like a really scary thing every single day. Like we never really know when we're taking Ellie out to pee if we're going to like come back. Like if we're going to make it back. I mean, we know we're going to make it back. I don't know. I Well, the thing is I know exactly what perimeter we have to steer clear of but we have to but we and have you to make go. fun of me for wanting to steer clear of it <laughs> and then you walk in the perimeter and then you get attacked by the bird i i do that i i do love to make fun of jimmy i'm like oh you little sissy you little <laughs> i have a baseline discomfort with birds yeah like he wasn't a bird's biggest fan to begin with even before this encounter he was One... he was optimistically cautious of birds now he's like actually cautious <laughs> Okay, I think these people are tired of hearing about the sparrow. I so don't anyways. care. This is my trauma for this week. Right. This is your little tea trauma. I'm not going to take that away from you. Uh, but it, let's it move on to the It is very much other. a little tea trauma. <laughs> it's like the smallest of teas. Right. It's, it's size 10 font. First question of the week that you guys submitted was <clears throat> pertaining oh, yeah. to our specialty. How do you retain information when studying for pharmacology in particular? First things first, I feel like pharmac- what makes pharmacology tough is that like so much of it is memorizing. And when you're beginning in pharmacy school you feel or like when you're beginning learning about pharmacology in general nursing dental school med school it just seems so random like it seems pharmacology it seems like there's no rhyme or reason to it you're like okay there's like a beta one receptor and like a beta two receptor like well, that autonomic pharmacology is real confusing yeah no that one i really have to say i still don't know like connie asked me the difference between sudafed and phenylephrine the other day (laughs) And I was like, I like, I think it's like doing like some less alpha or some more beta. It's doing something a little different. But you said it in your like typical way where, you, where you're like, obviously it's this. And then when I peppered you a little bit more with questions, you're like, I don't know. I'm asking all these questions. <laughs> so anyways, um, what we're saying is it's really hard. And I think yeah. like what makes it a little bit easier is Jimmy brought up a, a good point where like, When you study pharmacology, you think, oh, I have to know just this, the topic of pharmacology. But what makes pharmacology tough is in order to do well on it, you actually have to know the like other things that aren't pharmacology. You have to know like pathophysiology and anatomy to kind of understand and give it significance. But basically, like if you don't if you don't understand like the entire kind of like different, you know, pathway in the kidneys, you're not going to understand. Right, right the full you know kind of how the ace inhibitor works like kind of where it falls in the pathway uh like the difference between an ace and an arb like like basically the best way to know the details because that's what pharmacology is is like the details the nitty-gritty is that you actually have to understand the big picture first for example with the kidneys like understand the flow of the kidneys first then you can attack the pharmacology side of it and be like okay now where in this whole kidney scheme does this drug work Exactly. Like exactly what part of it. So my first piece of advice for like kind of memorizing this is, well, first you have to know what kind of a learner you are. Some people like flashcards. Me personally, I was not a flashcard girl because I have like the mind of an infant. I have like no sense of object permanence. And so the second you flip over a flashcard, I like totally forget like what was on the other side. It's like really not helpful for me. That's not good. Yeah, it's it's actually not really helpful. Quizlet. No, quiz- I can't do Quizlet. I Quizlet. like Quizlet. I'm telling you, the second I flip over the card, I'm like, wait, what was on the front? Like, I just don't remember. Yeah. Um, but one thing that always helped me is that I am a visual learner. So it was really helpful for me to draw out the charts. Even just making the charts would help me on the test because I would remember like, oh, this little thing was in the left-hand corner. And on the left-hand corner was this category of things. Like, it was mm-hmm. so stupid, but it helped me remember for the test. And if that's all you need, then that's perfectly fine. 
um, I would also like to make charts because charts are very easy to like systematically kind of memorize. Like, you, you know, you have like your column going down, you have mm-hmm. your or you have your column going down and you have your row going across. That's what yeah. a column and a row is. Um, yep. It's easy to help you remember colors. I used to remember things based on colors, like highlighters. And then, so that's one method if you're very visual. Like, drawing it out is also very physical, and that will help you. But that's not for everyone. For my classmates, like my two best friends, Mackenzie and Melissa, they loved to talk things out, like to discuss things and to quiz each other. So literally, like in pharmacy school, it would be like the night before a big test, and we would be in like Burger King, and we would like wear those like silly Burger King crowns, and then she'd be like, all right, now the autonomic system, like they would be like quizzing each other. That wasn't really helpful for me. I was just there for the vibes Mm -hmm. and for the chicken fries. Also, there's a lot of good YouTube videos out there nowadays for like med school, like um, for their step exams. They have to study pharmacology too Mm -hmm. so it doesn't really matter what school you're in if you're undergrad if you're in like nursing whatever just googling these will help because like medicine is medicine like it's all pretty simple or like coming up with your own mnemonics Mm -hmm. my friends and i would come up with like the stupidest mnemonics it honestly didn't help me because i feel like for them they could remember like oh sally has a cheeseburger they would remember but then i would just be sitting in the test and being like sally has a cheeseburger what the fuck did they mean by that i'm like i don't remember anything (laughs) Yeah, and I think the thing with uh, pharmacology, and this was true even at, like, the pharmacy school level, Mm -hmm. is don't overthink the questions. Oh, yeah. Because you're going to get a question that's like, what is the mechanism of an ACE inhibitor? Right. And it's going to, you're going to be like, nah. And it's going to be like, it inhibits ACE. It inhibits angiotensin converting enzyme. Understand like the pathophysiology. Understand what is dysfunctional about the pathophysiology in the disease state. Right. And if you understand those two things, and then you start looking at the drug mechanism, it should automatically makes sense that's that's a great piece of advice first know how the pancreas works when it's supposed to be working then know what happens when there's diabetes or some kind of like disease Mm -hmm. state and then that will help you guide your answers for like how the medication could help treat the disease state exactly that's really good um question number two any advice for balancing long distance relationships when both of you guys are in professional school so that's tough um in some ways i feel like it can actually be a strength because both of you then it means both of you guys understand the level of commitment that it's going to take for you guys to be successful. It's not like one person is in this really rigorous program and the other person doesn't understand. Mm-hmm. Um, and you guys are both busy with your own agenda. So it gives like being long distance is good because it gives you guys both time to work on yourselves while also like having just something to fill in the partner on, you know, like you can't spend your whole lives together all the time because then like I- I've seen relationships go down the drain from spending too much time together just because there's like nothing to grow on to. The one benefit is it kind of depends on how long term you guys are with your programs, how long you'll be apart. Like most programs are like four years. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think the biggest thing to tackle when you're trying to make long distance relationships work is you just have to know what each other's love languages are. Like for example, if someone's love language is quality time together, that's gonna be make it like really, really tough to do a long distance relationship. I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm just saying like by definition, it will be tough to fulfill like what that partner wants. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just something to think about. I think that there are ways to get around it. So the second a semester starts and you have your test schedules, all that kind of stuff, you should be making your kind of schedule of when you're going to see each other. Oh, that's a good you're idea. You're going to actually have to plan things. Like syllabus week? Well, depending on like how far people are. Yeah, exactly. Like the second that semester starts, then you know kind of what both of your schedules look like. You know what weekends people can visit. Uh, some people 
you know, one person might not mind traveling or flying as much mm. as the other. So that could kind of influence, you know, who's taking the trip where. Um, I think trying to, you know, kind of make sure it's equitable for both people in terms of like how much it costs. But let's say their love language is like words of affirmation. I feel like one good idea for that is if you like remember the days that they have a big test and you like message them in the morning, like good morning, Mm -hmm. like good luck on this test. That was really nice. Um, If their love language is acts of service, which mine is, um, I would love this. I would love if like, say they're studying late at night, they have a big test the next day. If you could send them food or send them money, like Venmo them money for food. He did that once and it was like the best. I think he bought me like a Domino's pizza. Like certain things matter to different people. So, And if you don't know their love language, it's time to break up. Just or kidding. think about it. <laughs> or just think about it. It's like, it. if you haven't figured it out by now, uh, maybe you guys aren't right for sure. No. Uh, it's time to just sit there and think about it. Um, another uh, thing. Text goodnight. Yes. Every every <laughs> night. We used to be gross. Oh, my God. We were so gross. We, we had, like, different emojis that we had to send to yeah. each other. Like, like in I specific remember, orders. Ew. I remember showing my friend Melissa the text, this one text, when we first started dating, be like, oh, my God, he's so sweet. And it was just, like... This, the routine was so ridiculous. It would be like, good night. And then it would be like, panda emoji, grizzly bear emoji. Because I'm the panda, he's a grizzly bear. It would be like, panda emoji, grizzly bear emoji, bunny, 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 duck, duck, puppy, puppy. Like, it was just like, all these, like, it was supposed to be like animal kisses from these animals. Yeah. You know, like. <laughs> but it was just like, in hindsight, I'm like, this is so ridiculous. And it was always the same every night. We had a strict mm-hmm. routine. It was like three bunnies, two ducks, two puppies, or like something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was very, um, I think you're wrong. I don't, what was think there, I don't think there are any no, ducks. No, it was, okay, well, no, maybe no ducks. No duck in way. But there was a, <laughs> there was a bunny and there was a dog involved. Okay. It was like. There was definitely a bunny and a dog. Yeah, and, and some like bears. maybe some like hearts or something like that. Um, but anyways, we had like the entire like Noah's Ark going on in that text message. Yeah, I think for I think we actually like slowly were extending it. And then who do you think at... said the last one? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like you probably. It kind of. You think usually once, led the effort. Once we moved in together. No, not even that. It was years before. Are you kidding Maybe. me? Maybe when I was, in, I feel like in residency when my soul left my body. Yeah. Um, well, that's when I stopped getting the then, the bunny kisses. Then I think it would just be like good night. <laughs> No, it would just be like, are you okay? <laughs> In the morning, I'll be like, what happened? You're like, I fell asleep. Yeah, like, I'm exhausted. <laughs> Alrighty, so last question of the day is, <clears throat> two people actually submitted this vibes for the same question, basically. <clears throat> two of you guys said, I need help with balancing an internship slash job and having a life during the summer because I'm tired and there's only so many hours in the day, but you also want to make the most of your summer vacations. This is tough because looking back, well, Jimmy and I were talking about this and we were like, huh, what advice do we give them? Give them. And the thing is, looking back, like I really didn't enjoy a lot of my summer breaks, I'll be honest. Like it wasn't like... It wasn't like a movie. I was just in the library all day long studying for my exams or I was working at the dental office mm-hmm. or I was working in the hospital pharmacy. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't yeah, I never So since I was 14, I don't think I fully enjoyed a summer. Yeah, there's there's just something to be said though about just acknowledging that it's okay um because like what you guys are doing is to serve a greater purpose you know like you guys are all doing your internships your awesome summer jobs like working at offices for doctors for clinics and stuff this is all helping you build a better future like where i am today now that i'm graduated dental school would i go back in time and spend countless hours in the library of course would i spend countless summers like working and stuff of course like it got me to where i am 
So I think that's the thing is like just acknowledging that it's okay if your summer isn't like the summer I turned pretty or like this like grand mm-hmm. adventure thing. Um, it can still be a really good experience. Yeah, I think you just kind of have to be okay with FOMO a little bit. Yeah, like missing out on things. Um, and I, like, I don't know why people kind of feel the need for summer to be this end all be all. That's the problem. There's you, so much pressure on summer. You can have equal amounts of fun in every all season. year round all year round <laughs> fall is my favorite uh, fall is great spring is great honestly summer's not that great it's hot it's sticky <laughs> you're like i'm you like can when my, get a sunburn when my thighs rub together my feelings on summer aside <laughs> well okay let's uh, just say hey, at least there's water parks right so we're trying to help them out though they want to enjoy their summer right, right, right. I, I feel I, like i was still talking okay go on well now i forget what i was saying but basically okay yeah so FOMO is just a fact of life when you're working a job. And even if, you know, all your friends are probably working jobs too. I think what was always hard for me in kind of like, you know, summers during college and stuff was I always had a job that was at like 6 a.m. in the morning. Yeah. And then for a while I was working two jobs. And then my friends always like to hang out at night. Yeah. So I would always kind of like sometimes I would go hang out with them if I knew I had the day off the next day or whatever. But I like they were pretty understanding if I just said, "Hey, I can't can't come out tonight. Right. Have fun without me." You're not gonna miss that much, and you're never gonna know what you missed. It's it's never gonna be as great as, as you think it is. Right. But also, so that was my piece of advice was if you're working this summer and you want to make the most of the summer, I do think like nighttime is like when you can use your time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the important thing is just setting healthy boundaries with your friends and your families because your friends and your family are gonna be like, great, you're finally off of work. Now you can come hang out with us and do all this stuff. And you're gonna get really really burnt out that way if you go like what's the lady gaga mean it's like bus club another bus another club it's just like too much so i think like the key to enjoying your time is really balancing that and setting your boundaries telling your friends and family like hey i know we have this big family party i know you you want to go to the movies together but i just worked like eight hours and today i'm really not feeling it maybe let's do like this weekend when i have more time off and then take that night off and sleep i remember i would just go straight home after working in the dental office and just go right to bed and just lay in bed all night um and that was how i would recover a lot of times from stressful days and looking back i think i like really needed that like it's just important to set boundaries because they don't understand like like they didn't just work those eight hour shifts your friends and family so they think like oh great Mm -hmm. they're free they can hang out but just really think about like how you want to spend your time and like how it can be the most valuable if you think that hanging out with a good friend and venting will help you recharge or spending time with your family will help you recharge then by all means do it but uh you can have a hot girl summer and be well rested and still have fun. You just have to kind of pick and choose. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a juggling act. And a lot of times, like, there's always going to be one or two balls on the floor. But you just need to, like, pick it up after it's on the floor. Like, it's okay if you mm-hmm. drop the balls. One day you're going to have a day that's super packed and super busy. And then the next day you're going to have a day where, like, maybe on the weekend, like, you don't do anything productive. And, like, that's okay, too. The, the people that you're working for kind of understand, like, you're just kind of in school and still right. kind of, like like a young person trying to kind of enjoy themselves like boundaries go both ways it also goes with your employer so like don't be afraid to say like okay you know what like i really need a day off like if you really need a day off i was gonna say that but you cut me out i'm sorry you can say if you want i can always edit it you could take a day off (laughs) uh yeah well yeah just like well say you have something like where your friends all want to go like on a boat or 
something. Yeah. You know, one of those fun things. You know, oh, like, do. And they only happen, like, once a summer. Right. And it's like, okay, like, it's this day. Like, mm-hmm. if you know about that, like, at the beginning of the summer, I think it's pretty reasonable to say, like, hey, Mr. Internship Man, can I please have this day off? And yes. I would oh, yeah, think totally. Like, most of us are understanding. If you're an intern, you're usually extra. <laughs> <laughs> you're just there to hold the suction. You're, you're there to learn, you know? And Oh, right. That too. <laughs> and when you put this on your college application grad school application you don't have to put like oh i took july 31st off well that brings up an excellent point too if scheduling is a concern and you feel like it's really hard to balance time with your friends with a busy schedule let your friends know and be like hey i'm feeling really overwhelmed but also left out like i still want to make plans with you guys can we try to make plans like super in advance so that way i can partake because then i can ask for time off in advance Mm -hmm. and your friends if they're good friends they'll totally understand they'll be like oh my god yeah we want you to come to these things we'll start making plans further in advance like, how about, like, three weeks from now? And then, welcome to adulthood, where you all agree to make plans three weeks from now, and then you all cancel, and then you all keep rescheduling for three weeks out for the rest of your lives. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, that's what adulthood um... is. But, I mean, to wrap this all up, like, really do, like, it is possible to have a very enjoyable summer, even if you're really busy. Because now I look fondly on those days, and I'm like, man, I was so busy. I, I took, like, summer physics, and then I'd go to summer physics lab, and then I'd go to work at the dental office. Like, I'd be gone from the house until, from, like, 8 a.m. until like 6 p.m. and then I have to go home and like study for the test but then at the same time I had so many fun reckless memories like oh like in my free time I like I would try to do little things that's another piece of advice is try to find the little things that make you happy because I remember like when I had like those crazy busy days I could still make myself happy but just by going on a trip to like Marshall's at the end of the day picking up some a nice cute pair of shoes on sale Mm -hmm. getting some ice cream like, it's really the little things. Going on a late nighttime drive, listening you, to your favorite you soundtrack. You love the little things. I really do. I'm such a little things yeah. person. I like country music in the summertime. You do? Because they would, like, the, they, it would always, like, kind of come on with, like, a twang, and they'd be like, taste of country night. It, it, and it then, is fizzing for And summer. then it's, like, a nice, like, Darius Rucker tune, and you're like, all right. You don't want that when it's, like, snowing and, like, 20 no, degrees but it, outside. No, but in the summertime, I like it. Anyways, that is all we have for this week's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed. If you have any of your chief complaints you want to submit, submit them to mm-hmm. Dr. Connie Wang on Instagram.com. And we will see you guys on Tuesday for our main episode. Bye! Bye.